Hey, crime freaks, Britt and Carrie here to bring you some creepy stories and true crime stories from across the world. Close your curtains, lock your doors, and let's get into it. so glad to be back (laughs) hey guys we're glad to be back so happy to be back it's been a couple months but we're back at it Uh, we tend to have some little things go on in life and we get like children oh like children (laughs) (laughs) okay so today is my case and we're going to be talking about william newton allnut I have not heard of this person. Well, I haven't either. <laughs> uh, but is it's in my um, child killer book. Oh, okay. Was, so I'm continuing my series on child killers. I so. feel like you're on a watch list. I know, probably. <laughs> just, they're like, why does she care about these children killers? We got to keep an eye on this one. Um. So, yeah. William Newton Allnut was born in 1835 to a farmer and his wife. So keep in mind, this was 1835. There's not a whole lot of information. Um, So this is going to be a little mini. But uh, William was baby number five Hmm. already. So as you can imagine, his mother was already like distraught and distracted a lot, distracted a lot and trying to take care of all the other kids. And she actually would um, end up having two more babies after him mm. so eight total that's seven if he's number five. Oh, he was number six okay six okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> a little off on the math there <laughs> it's okay we'll get there so with eight total his mother was deeply depressed and often beaten by mr allnut that's horrible so really sad and unfortunately she was used to this behavior since her own father was a very abusive man that's awful because it's like a just a continuation of your childhood. Yeah, it's like she doesn't know anything else. Um, William was born prematurely and often sick, like his brother and sisters. Um, he was by far the worst for some, whatever reason. I'm not sure. Maybe he was more premature than the others. Yeah. So he was definitely more sickly. Um, but when William was 18 months old, he fell and hit his head on a plowshare, which is a piece of farm equipment. Hmm. Um, the head injury was so bad that the doctor said it could cause severe brain damage. And let's keep this in mind because most killers. Yeah, they've got some sort of uh, a brain injury. Brain injury, head trauma, or. Yeah. Like the trifecta. So as William got older, they really didn't notice any unusual mental changes. Um, but his whole family was still being abused and beaten by their alcoholic father. William would often sleepwalk and had terrible nightmares from all the trauma. So that's really sad. And that's so creepy when people sleepwalk. Yes. <laughs> super creepy. Josh does that sometimes and it's so weird. Well, I was going to tell you about when Brady used to do that when he was little. Well, for people that don't know that, Brady's my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he used to, uh, we lived in a trailer when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And his bedroom was on the complete opposite end as mine. Mm-hmm. And one night he came through the house and he was just, I mean, I know he was sleepwalking because his eyes were just kind of half open. Yeah. But he was like, creepy. you took my blanket. And I was like, what? Because he completely woke me up just out of a dead sleep. 
He's like, you took my blanket. I need my blanket. And I was like, I don't have your blanket. You were in bed with your blanket. You had to throw it off to come in here to tell me I took your blanket. Yeah. And he was determined that I stole his blanket. So I had to turn him around and like walk him back to his room, sit him back down in the bed, lay him down and throw his blanket on him. Yeah. And he was still like, you have my blanket. It's like, you can't reason with him. I was like, dude, I do not have your blanket. <laughs> you were covered up with it. <laughs> you have your blanket. <laughs> um, but William did very well in school, actually. And he was very good at reading. Um, but he would also show like disturbing behaviors like fighting and sometimes not showing up to school. So truancy. Mm. Um, and maybe it could be because of maybe he had bru- bruises or something, you know, and didn't want right. to go to school to show that. Who knows? Um, but when William was nine years old, his father was clin- diagnosed as clinically insane. Back then, that was like a thing, too. <laughs> right. So his mom finally found the courage to take her eight kids and leave, which is wow. like unheard of for yeah, that time. It's absolutely unheard of. But not being able to financially provide for her eight children, she sent them all to boarding school. Oh. Which I get it. Um, I do. I completely understand that. That's a lot of children, a lot of mouths to feed. And she thought she was doing her best, I'm sure. Yeah. Giving them the, the life that she couldn't. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately... Like I said, William was a very sickly child, and the boarding school basically kicked him out and sent him home. Um, So at this time, his mother was living with um, her father, which is... Also abusive. Also abusive, William's grandfather. Um, So this was not a good situation. Right. Uh, He was small and pale, and he was bored without his brothers and sisters to play with. Oh, I'm sure he was. If you go from a house with seven other kids to none, that would be extremely boring. Or at boarding school, he had, you know, Oh, yeah, there's tons of people. Um, But, you know, being a small nine-year-old boy, they get into just regular boy mischief, you know, just pranks and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, and his his grandfather did not like that. Um, I suppose not. <laughs> um, and his grandfather's name was Samuel Nelm. Uh, he was a fairly wealthy man because he owned a local general store. So they had a nice home with a live-in maid. Ooh, um, so, fancy. So looking in from the outside, they look like a very normal, happy family. Hmm. But Don't Samuel, they all? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Samuel had a really bad temper and now that William was living there, he often directed his anger towards William and not his mother. Oh. Not good. So, in September 1847, William stole 10 sovereigns from his grandfather, which is less than a dollar in U.S. money. Hmm. So, probably like 80 cents or something. Right. Samuel beat him and lectured him for hours. Jeez. Um, lectured him for hours about the importance of honesty. So, yeah. Um, William began fantasizing about killing his grandfather at this point. Uh, Being beaten all the time, he thought that if his grandfather would die, then him and his mom could live like a fairly normal life without fear. Right. So it's really sad. It is very sad. So it seems like he didn't want to kill him like out of malice. Right. (laughs) He like... More like Almost out of like fear self-defense. and self-defense yeah. and protection of his mom and himself. Right. At, and he's 12 at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all his life he'd been taught that violence was what you did to get what you wanted. Right. That was the answer to everything. Being, yeah. So this is when William decided that his grandfather must die. 
So one day, William and Samuel went for a walk outside in the garden. Uh, William kind of stayed back behind his grandfather, and he brought a gun with him. Oh. So William aims the gun and pulls the trigger, but he missed. So Mm. he tosses the gun in a nearby bush and blamed it on a passerby. I was like, the grandpa's not going (laughs) to notice that somebody just shot at him? Um, He's like, no, there was someone, you know, passing by, and they ran off. Mm. But they never found such person. Mm. So the abuse continued. Until one day, Samuel hit William so hard that he flew across the room and hit his head on the table. And again, this was, you know, he was in so much pain. And his grandfather said, next time I'll kill you. Oh, geez. So now the grandfather is threatening him. So this was kind of the last straw for William. He's like. He has to go. He has to die now. So he decided to put arsenic in the family sugar bowl. Oh. So not only did his grandfather like sugar, so did his mom. Oh, no. Uh, But but fortunately, or unfortunately, uh, the mom didn't get in the sugar bowl as much as the grandfather. Like the grandfather really liked his sweets. (laughs) Like, you know. And his drinks and his food. Uh, but his grandfather became worse and worse, and he actually died within six days. Oh, wow. He really liked sugar. He really liked the sugar. Um, an autopsy showed that Samuel Nelm had ingested arsenic. The police were called in to question the family, and William's mother did admit that her son asked how arsenic worked. So this does not look good for William. No, it doesn't. Um, and even worse... The live-in maid said that William had told her that Samuel would die soon. Oh. So. So he obviously didn't think anything bad of it. Like, he didn't. Right. Like, to, in his mind, he didn't think that this I mean, was a bad thing He's 12 years old. Right. You, you know, your decision-making skills are not that great anyways. No. So at only 12 years old, William was arrested and visited by a chaplain who suggested that William confess his crimes to save his soul. Hmm. So William did confess to poisoning his grandfather, and on December 18, 1847, William, 12 years old, was tried and found guilty of murder. Wow. Um, William was at first sentenced to death, but then quickly they um, they reversed that. For whatever reason, I don't know. I couldn't find in my notes. I think they just decided a 12-year-old doesn't need to be sentenced to death. Yeah. Um, and after that, there's no records of William. So, um, Yeah. He was beaten and killed his tormentor and was sentenced to to jail. Um, And even though this happened, like, in the 1800s, I feel like this still happens today. You know, I feel like it does, too. And basically the same thing happens. Like, they get put in jail and... Right. Like, maybe... Kind of get lost in the system. If William would have, like... Ran away, if he would have went to the police, said, hey, he's beating Well, back beating then, me. And the police would have been like, okay, what'd you do? Right, exactly. Because that was kind of like a... Yeah, that's just kind of what happened. A more normal thing, unfortunately. Yeah. But super sad, nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, that's another child killer. That's awful. That's awful. Like, I feel sorry for the kid. I really do. After like, reading <laughs> the story, I'm yeah. like, he was defending himself. But yeah. at the same time, but he I mean, wasn't defending himself at the time. 
So. And his mother ate from the sugar bowl, too. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really have the concept down. <laughs> right. Oh, and every time that uh, William's grandfather would get better, the mom would bring him a drink with the sugar in it, not knowing. Huh. So he, he kept, he was getting better and then he'd get worse, better and then worse, better and worse. And hmm. then within six days he died. Hmm. So they didn't make any connection until they did the autopsy. I don't know. I feel like the mom knew. She might have. <laughs> she might have been in on it. She Who was knows? Like, mm, okay. Here's some more sugar. <laughs> yeah. If this is making him sick. Um, but yeah, she was never charged or anything, but I feel like no one paid attention back then. Right. Like, they weren't like, hmm, let me make a connection between the more sugar I eat, the more I get sick. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But they could have at least suspected, like, maybe diabetes. Right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's the case of William Newton on it. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. We hope you're still alive. Though if you are, come on and subscribe for more Crime Freak Stories.